Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 62. Just a little bit of housekeeping information. Um, For anyone that is interested in sharing their story, I am at a waiting list of about, I think, 27 people. So uh, at about one story a week, that puts me at about a six or seven month uh, waiting list. I'm happy to take more stories. I appreciate all the brave souls willing to share their story. But sometimes when they email me ready to share their story, they get a little surprised when I say we're at about a six month waiting list. So just wanted to let you know, still feel free to email me at NPE stories at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but we are backed out until about summer of 2021. And as for speaking about NPEs who have waited so patiently (laughs) today, I am speaking with Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad we were able to set aside our children for a little bit and talk to each other today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I'm, I'm hoping that I hear the front door open and close in, in a minute. Um, letting me know that they have actually left. <laughs> I know. Same. My husband, he said, he's, I was like, will you take them to target or something, please? <laughs> Just so I can have some quiet. Right, uh, right. Thank you for sending me your story. And I guess, just give me a little bit of background about you and your your family of origin and, and kind of take it from there. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So um, growing up, it was um, my mom, my dad, my sister, and myself. Um, and when I, ref- when I say dad, I'm referring to the man that raised me. Um, and when I refer to my birth certificate father, I will call him by his name, which is Bill. Um, my sister- Wait, let me, let me just clarify that Bill is your bio father, right? Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. okay oh, did it. I say I called him birth certificate, right? Yes, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I, my sister was four years older than me, um, growing up with my mom and dad was not easy. Um, the, the relationship between them was. I guess um, volatile would be the the best way to say it. Um, I do have a lot of good memories, though. Um, and a lot of those memories come from time spent with my dad's um, family. His um, cousins are actually my godparents. And his siblings, um, they're all very stoic, very hard. Not There's not a lot of... Um, Maybe compassion would be the word, but there was just always a lot of togetherness. Um, so 
spent a lot of time with my dad's family growing up. Um, time spent with my mom's family was very different. It was more quality. There was a lot more love and laughter. And it wasn't all about, um, you know, the adults drinking and, and the kids entertaining themselves. We did a lot of together stuff. Um, we took a lot of vacations. And on those vacations, my parents always took um, three of my cousins, two of my twins, and then their older brother. And they joined us all the time. So um, we, I mean, there were a lot of good memories. There really were, but there were also a lot of bad memories. Um, my, um, my father was very verbally abusive. He was uh, physically abusive with my mother, um, verbally and emotionally abusive with my sister and myself. Um, so there was a lot of strain in the home. There were separations. There were um, just, a, it was not, it was not always happy. So I always knew that when the vacations were over or when the, you know, family visits were over that we were going to go back to, um, I guess, you know, the reality of what life was. Um, I, I think my mom's family has been very, very important in my life just because, like I said, the difference between them and my dad's family is um, just a deeper connection. Um, so my sister passed away, um, was diagnosed with cancer and passed away seven and a half years ago. Um, and her name was Lily. Oh, felt, felt very drawn to you from the first time I heard you. <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah. sorry to hear about that, Debbie. Yeah, thank you. She, she battled hard, fierce, um, but in the end, the cancer was just, it, it was, it was too, it was too strong. You know, there was, we always knew that it was terminal. We just didn't know how long the, we didn't know how long it was going to take. Yeah. There was a lot of hope. We thought that maybe, um, you know, she had overcome it, but that was short-lived, um, couple months and, and it was back. So my sister passed away. Um, and I'm going to kind of back up just a little bit. I have um, three children and my oldest is a young man already. He doesn't live at home. He's married, has a beautiful wife. Uh, today is actually her birthday. Um, I have my middle one who is <clears throat> 21. And I have my little one who is a rainbow baby. Um, and she came after the loss of uh, identical twins. My water broke and um, and it was too early for them to survive. So um, I oh. have five children, <clears throat> but I have three living. Um, so oh, Debbie, I'm, <laughs> I just have to ask. So the, the rainbow baby, that's mm -hmm. a term for, can you explain this to me? Sure. Um, they refer to babies um, that actually, you know, are born and survive um, after the, the loss or death of like a gestational loss or, or whatnot. Um, so that's, they're referred to as a rainbow baby. So she came after the twins um, oh. and, and the twins, um, 
you know, when they were born, they had these beautiful, perfect little lips and these long, long fingers. And when um, Lillian, my daughter, was born, she was like a triplicate of them. So, oh, wow. A little tidbit of my my life. Um, My children don't share the same father. um, So I think, um, and maybe I should get into that part a little bit further down. Um, so after my sister passed, um, my mother was always a, um, a functioning alcoholic, uh, not extreme, um, where she couldn't, she, I mean, literally functioning, she got up and she went to work, um, after, you know, having a heavy night of drinking. Um, but after my sister died, things changed. And I think like a big part of her died, um, with my sister and I, completely get it because that's how I felt with my loss. Um, but she ended up, um, she ended up drinking so heavily after my sister passed away that she developed cirrhosis and it was extremely quick. Um, I guess we got the diagnosis in like April and in August I lost her. Um, and so that was two years after my sister passed. So 2015, I lost my mom and, um, my, my father, um, was not doing very well either, but I wasn't real aware of what exactly it was. Um, anyway, he has, he was diagnosed shortly after my mom passed. He was diagnosed with a form of dementia called progress, uh, primary progressive aphasia. And there's different things that I've read about, you know, what the lifespan is for somebody with that um, diagnosis, but it, I've read and heard and been told anywhere from, I don't know, six to 12 years. Um, So I am taking care of him. Um, Mind you, there's never been a good relationship. So taking care of him is, is probably more difficult then taking care of my sister at the end of her life and taking care of my mom at the end of her life. It's, it's a difficult road. Um, but mainly because, you know, we just never got along. I have a lot of animosity toward him for the things that he did to my mom. Um, and the things that, you know, that, that my sister and I had to, um, witness and live through. Um, so about a year after my mom passed away, we decided to have a family um, reunion, I guess, with my mom's family. <clears throat> and we, you know, worked on this big, huge family tree. And um, there were some pieces missing, you know, some names or, or whatnot. But at the same time, I decided that I wanted to go ahead and expand and do my dad's tree. And um Growing up, nobody in my dad's family was very close to my grandmother. And I think that it's just kind of history repeated itself. You know, she was raised by somebody that was very mean. Um, She was very mean um, and not very loving with her children. So none of them really had a lot of information that they could remember and names and whatnot. So, um my aunt suggested, my mom's sister, <clears throat> she suggested that I do the ancestry test because she was able to find out all kinds of information. Um, 
quick side note there, my mom's two older sisters were not full sisters. Um, the first, the oldest came into the marriage um, with her dad. And the second one came into the marriage with mom. And so then my, my grandparents after that had my uncle and my mom. Um, anyway, so my mom's sister, the second one, um, suggested I do ancestry. And she said, you know, I found out so much about, you know, my, my father, I found my brother. Um, I was able to find other family members. You should do that. Okay. So, um, about a month later, it was, uh, the black Friday sale and I ordered, and, um, I ordered, uh, four because it was my two children and myself that were living, you know, here together at the time. And my father, my oldest lives, uh, and at that time lived in a different city. So, um, we did the test, sent them off. I, I held on to them for a little while because I wasn't sure my father was going to understand how exactly to do it. Um, so sent them off. Um, my family, my children and, and myself were on, um, on vacation and we were on a ship. So as the emails started coming in, I could see the notification and I could open my email, but I was not able to get like onto the Ancestry website just because it would have cost an arm and a leg for that internet access. Um, so we got home from our vacation, um, put my daughter to sleep. My son left with friends. My niece was living with us at the time. Um, and I decided I was going to log in and I logged in and the last one I had logged, the last account, I guess that I had logged into was, um, my father's. So I log in and I see a couple of my cousins and then aunt and, you know, a few other names that I recognized of like extended family members. And, and I was like, okay, I want to jump over to mine now. So I jumped over to mine and immediately under my name, I saw parent child relationship and it was, you know, my two children. And I thought, wow, I didn't see that on my dad. So I logged out and I went back to my dad's. And I didn't see my name again, saw several of my cousins kind of scrolled down thinking, well, maybe something's not right. Maybe it didn't, for whatever reason, didn't connect us, but it was just, I think it all happened so quick that I, I just, well, whatever. I jumped back over to mine and I got back into mine and I thought, <clears throat> um, I'm going to search for my name. And so because um, my daughter carries my name, and that's a whole other story on a whole different type of podcast, she carries my name. So I searched for my last name, and she was the only one that came up. And I was like, mm -mm, something's just not right. It does not make sense. And um, I went back to my father's, and I searched for myself, and I didn't come up. And I sent my aunt a text message, the aunt, the same one that, you know, suggested I do the test. And I said, are you awake? Um, she said, yes. I called her and I said, so is there any way that my dad is not my dad? And she said, yep. Yes. That's why I told you to do it. I told you to do yours and your, I didn't tell you to do the other children. Oh. 
And I was, I guess, instantly like just shook. Um, I, I don't remember how I felt. I can't tell you that in, in those first few moments, I know I cried. Um, I thought my niece was asleep, but apparently she wasn't, or I cried so loud that she woke up and she came and sat, you know, with me and my aunt, um, my aunt is very, um, cut and dry. You know, she doesn't, Uh she doesn't ever do anything maliciously. She just is very cut and dry. There's like, um, I don't want to say she's emotionless because she does have a lot of emotion, but it's almost very black and white, you know, reality is reality. Truth is truth. And all the other stuff, just if it fits, it fits. But you know, if it's not part of the reality and the truth, then it, there's no room for it. So I asked her if she knew who it was and she said, yes, she gave me the name. <clears throat> and, um, I was just floored. This was a man that had worked with my mom. Growing up, um, I referred to him as Uncle Bill. There were always all kinds of stories about Uncle Bill. Um, Everybody knew him. My family knew him. Um, I mean, I I have vivid memories of him going into my mom's office, you know, when I was a little girl. And I, I can't tell you that I remember conversations, but I see him. Like, I can just, as if he were standing in front of me now. Um, And so I asked my aunt, you know, if he was still alive or if I could get in touch with him. And she said, no, he passed away. He passed away in, um, I don't know, maybe 89, 90, 91. And I thought, wow. So that brings me up to the here and now. (laughs) Your aunt, she, this is your mom's sister, right? Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she has must have known a long time about this, but I, I suppose your mother. So then your your mother and her both knew about this as well, right? So the story there, um, I'm going to call them Aunt A because that is um, her initial. So that's Aunt A. Aunt A. <clears throat> um, her husband, I guess, at one point asked my mom, so does Debbie belong to Louie or Uncle Bill? And apparently my mom's response was, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's Uncle Bill. Okay. And it was never discussed again. Got it. Mm-hmm. So um, my, I don't think my aunt, which I find it very difficult because my aunt doesn't know how to hold her tongue. <laughs> So I find it difficult that she didn't ever ask my my mom anything or, you know, question anything. Um, but apparently that was it. It was never discussed again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hear a lot of the stories about people that said that they didn't fit in and, and they, um, you know, they didn't look like anybody. And I never felt that. Um, my, my dad's uh, very fair skinned. My uh, grandmother is very fair-skinned. My dad's got a cousin that has blonde hair and blue eyes. You know, uh, I mean, another one with hazel eyes. So I never questioned any of it. I was, you know, I was taller, but my mom was taller. So I never really questioned any of it. I, I never, 
I can't even now looking back, I can't say, well, maybe my dad treated, you know, me so poorly because he knew or he questioned or something. I don't think um, any of that ever crossed his mind because of the fact that I'm so fair skinned, you know, um, and the, the mistreatment, I mean, that was how he treated anybody he wasn't related to, you know, mm-hmm. anybody he was related to. I'm sorry. I said that one wrong. Um, you know, his friends saw a better side of him, the other women, um, he was always has been a womanizer. Um, and so everybody always saw the nice side of him except for family. So I can't say that any of it really stands out. Yeah. Um, This was shocking to you though. You had no idea this was coming. None, none. I mean, not even for a moment. Um, and I was very, very angry after a couple of days. I was just, um, I mean, it was a fit of rage toward my aunt. I was so angry with her and I couldn't quite tell her how angry I was. Um, because after my mom passed away, her two sisters, um, they were like my surrogate moms or they are still to this day. Um, you know, my, my cousins from the older sister, which is aunt C, um, her kids include me in family text messages. Like if I'm one of the kids, you know, um, if there's something going on with my aunt and and my uncle, you know, I'm, I'm just involved in it as if I am one of the children. And I think maybe that's because of the fact that I really don't, I mean, I've got my children, but, but that's it. You know, my my mom's gone and my sister's gone. So um, I, I guess that's, I don't know. Um, anyway, my my aunt, um, I couldn't quite bring myself to tell her how angry I was. But I did tell her that I thought it was unfair um, that she didn't prepare me for it. Um, I would not have made any of my stuff public and, you know, here all these people from my dad's family are going to see that my dad's in there and they know that he's got dementia. So why would he have an account and not, you know, me? And I'm not, I just, all these things were looming over, you know, and I didn't, I guess I just was very angry and I didn't know how to express it. So I finally just told my aunt, you know what? I, we can't discuss this. Like you and I just cannot discuss this for now, you know? Um, so it gets very interesting, um, because it's a very small world. Um, and I guess, you know, you hear that comment all the time or that statement all the time about what a small world it is. But, um, I started asking some of my mom's old friends, like the friends that she was very, very close to way back when, you know, if they knew anything about him or his family or how I could find out more about it, or if they knew anything about, you know, my mom and him. And, um, one, one person said, you know, you need to reach out to, um, this man, Chewy, you need to reach out to Chewy because, um, you know, they were best friends and he'll be able to give you all the information that you're looking for on him. And so I found, um, Chewy's house and I went and asked if I could speak to him and this you know little lady said oh he doesn't live here anymore um and I was kind of heartbroken 
um, almost relieved at the same time. So my son and I started to walk away and she said, um, why are you looking for him? And I told her he had worked with my mother. She asked, you know, who my mother was. And when I gave her my mom's name, she, I mean, she remembered that the, the entire, it was a bakery. Um, and so my mom was in the offices and, um, the, the, my bio bill was, um, a salesman. Anyway, um, so she was able, she brought me in, she gave me all kinds of information. She told me he had a son, um, that was still alive and had had one son that had passed away and, um, you know, gave me enough information that I thought, oh, okay, I could go find a little bit more out about him. So in looking up what would be my half brother, I saw that his wife had passed away. And so I'm going through, I of course, I had look her up, you know, and I wanted to see how many children or whatnot. Um, I wanted to be sure about the siblings because um, when she showed me, this lady that I spoke to showed me a copy of the obituary for Bill. It was very short, minimal information. Um, so I started, you know, obituaries can provide so much information. So I looked his up, uh, I mean, his wife's up. and. I found, um, I guess it's like the online guest book. And I saw an entrance on there from a guy that I, the name that I recognized that happened to live in the same city where this person um, lived. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I send this guy a message and I'm like, you have got to call me ASAP. And he called and I said, you know, I'm really in a tough spot right now. I kind of gave him the rundown and he was like, wow. He says, do you remember the funeral that I was at when my sister passed away? And I said, yes. And he said, that's my aunt. That's your half brother's wife. So here's this guy that I grew up with. Um, we all knew the story that his sister, bless his heart, had she had a brain aneurysm and passed away at her aunt's funeral, but I never knew who her aunt was. Oh. And, you know, it turns out that it's, it's my half brother's wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, that night I was working, um, ABA, whatever I, I had was at a client's house and I got a message from somebody that I had previously worked with and um, said, you know what, I'm going to have to call you in a while. I'm working. Um, and when I got in my car after my, my appointment and I dialed this girl's number, it dawned on me that her last name was the same as the person's home who I had gone to mm -hmm. earlier in the day. And um, she's like, hey, by any chance, did you go visit, you know, Mr. So-and-so? And I said, yeah. She says, that's my father-in-law. And I, wow, you know, this is a, a girl that I was very, very close to, um, became very close to while I was working um, with the school district. And so uh, we talked a little bit about it. She says, you realize that my husband is the one that was named after your bio. So my, my bio's um, name is Billy Lee. And my, my friend's husband was named after him. So he also is Billy Lee. 
Um, and so they kind of felt like they needed to help me find out more information. I don't know if it was because she was my friend. Maybe he felt that connection because of the name, whatever it was. So they helped me, um, just research, try to find out more information. Um, I had sent my half brother a message on Facebook and, you know, it takes a little while for those to be found sometimes if you're not friends with them. So, um, my, my friend's husband says, well, you know, coach so-and-so from the high school you went to was his nephew. And I thought, what? So now, you know, going back, my, my middle school history teacher would have been my cousin in law. Um, the football coach or one of the many football coaches at my high school is my cousin. And, um, the technology teacher would have been my aunt and just all these, wow, you know, all these amazing connections. You're finding through friends and family and school and work, you have so many connections to your biological family. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it, it's a good thing, I guess, if there's a good in it. Um, he was a lot older than my mom, like significantly older than her. So I would never have met or, you know, potentially dated somebody that I was related to because there was not, there was such that, you know, that huge age gap. And so it, that's one of the things that I just, I find so, I guess, just mind boggling. Like how do, you know, how do you walk around knowing that the possibility is there. And I'm not talking necessarily about my mom, you know, because I think she kind of knew that with that huge age gap, um, anyway, but I just think about that in, in these situations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So any, um, anyhow, the, I did reach out to one person, um, who was one of my matches and, and let me just tell you, going back, um, to my, my, um, <laughs> my ethnicity. Wow. Is all, I mean, just, wow. I've always, um, referred to myself as Hispanic. Anytime I have to fill something out, I'm Hispanic, Latina. Um, and in these, um, results, there was like 14% of me that was Hispanic. You know, the rest of the, I mean, the rest of it, of course, it's been broken down, you know, with now with their database um, becoming bigger, but it was like 40 something percent from England and Wales and just wow, because I mean, my family's all very Hispanic. I mean, I, you know, speak Spanish. I um, have always thought, you know, I just kind of cradled that Hispanic culture. Yeah. So just, it was very, a couple of my friends were like, I always knew you weren't Hispanic. You always looked white, you know, kind of trying to find the fun in it. Yeah. But anyway, I um, did reach out to this one person who, um, actually I reached out to several. This one person did get, you know, in touch with me. She is actually the daughter of the football coach. And, um, around the same time that she reached out, um, my half brother, uh, responded 
to the Facebook message. We messaged back and forth. I kept saying, you know, let's get together and have coffee. He remembered my mom, my sister, myself. He remembered, um, you know, some of the other people that worked uh, in the offices there. Um, but he always was too, he, I, he's very, um, I guess, just very withdrawn since his wife died. Um, doesn't go places, doesn't do things. And so I finally said, you know, I, I um, would like to talk to you. But I don't think it's something that should be discussed um, via messenger. And he's like, well, I'm always here, you know, whenever you want to talk about it or something to that effect. And so I said, okay, took a deep breath, typed out this long old message. Um, and his response was very simple. He said, oh, hey, dot, 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 sis. And that was it. Oh, hey, sis. Hmm. Um. I apologized. I, you know, I said, this was not something that I wanted to share this way. I'm sorry if, um, you know, if, if it's, I, I don't want to cause any kind of grief or anything, you know, with your family. I just felt like I needed to kind of figure out a little bit more about myself. And, um, we, he was kind of cold for a little while. And then all of a sudden started, you know, sending messages. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, can I get, can I have pictures of your mom? Like, I don't know if maybe he was just trying to, I know that there's a couple of family members that he's real close to. Um, but in talking to the coach's daughter, um, I guess she would be my second cousin. Um, I've learned that he's not very close to his family. Um, and I'm not sure if it's, I, I don't really know why, to be honest with you. Um, he's just not very close to them. And so, um, Kelly, who happens, that's the, the coach's daughter, um, has provided me with so much information, very rich in culture and the stories and, um, but there's not a lot about Bill. There's very few pictures. There's very few um, actual memories. And of course, she was very young when he passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and her father and, you know, none of them have tried to reach out. I, when I talk to her, you know, I always ask how her parents are doing. Um, and they all know. Um, some of them were able to provide some of that historical information for her to, you know, pass on to me, but nobody else has made any kind of attempt. Um, so I, I don't feel like I've been fully rejected. Um, cause I wasn't really looking for like that relationship, you know, with them. Um, more than anything, I just wanted more information about him. Not a full rejection, but definitely there's some non-communication, some cold, you know, some distance with your, I mean, your half-brother did say he recognized you as a sister, but it sounds like the warmest person in the family has been this, this coach's daughter, your second cousin. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Um, and you know, my half-brother sent a message, uh, probably about two or three months ago. And he said, Hey, I was talking to, I don't remember if he said my uncle or my cousin, whatever. And, 
um, you know, he really wants to meet you. So maybe when all this COVID, you know, stuff is settled down, we can get together and have a cookout. And so, I mean, there's, you know, I guess a little maybe curiosity from some of them, but I don't think any of them are like jumping, you know, hoops, obviously to get to know me. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think, um, telling my children was, um, my two boys, actually, I thought they were gonna, I think my oldest might have taken it a little bit, um, harder just because his grandpa was an amazing grandpa to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my father wasn't the greatest father, but he really was a, a really, really good grandfather. Um, but I don't think that my children understand my strife in the fact that I'm not fully connected, um, because they're all half siblings, you know, like, so Oh yeah. and understand it. She's too young. I'm not ready to explain it to her yet. Um, but yeah, my two boys, I mean, they, they're halves, you know, <laughs> and it's never been something that, oh, this is my half brother. I mean they're siblings. They're, you know, so never been like they've ever, um, they've never seen themselves as anything less than siblings. (laughs) So I don't think that they quite understand, um, why I'm so upset about it. You know, um, my mom's family, of course, you know, says, oh, well, you're, you're still, you know, who you are. And the same thing that most people say, you know, not realizing that what they're saying is and can be very hurtful because I don't need you to tell me that you still love me the same. I need you to acknowledge that, you know, my, my life kind of got flipped upside down in a matter of moments, like literally moments. I, in, in one moment I was me and, and, um, you know, log into ancestry and I'm somebody else. Um, So there's a lot of people that don't understand that. Obviously I talked to um, some of my cousins on my dad's side. Um, I did tell uh, one of my aunts and, um, and my godparents um, and all of them said the same thing. You know, we still love you. Um, It doesn't make you any less um, my cousin or my niece or my goddaughter or, You know, um, Mm -hmm. they, and, and I, I believe them in that. Absolutely believe them. Yeah. Um, And I love them for it, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not who I was, you know? Yeah. Um, It's, it's funny the day, my, um, the day of my discovery, I've actually used that as like a partial password in different things because that's how significant it was for me. I know. Is it like that, that date, it will forever be in your memory. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. Um, what is your date out of curiosity? It's March 22nd. What, what year? Um, so it was 19. Um, it was 19. I ordered the test obviously in 18. Um, but we didn't send them in until the beginning of 2019. And I guess there were like all of those sales that it really took a long time to get the results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But, um, and it was, I think, part of what some of my family doesn't understand. And I know that I touched on this in the email that I sent you. Um, there were a lot of really huge changes in my life that like, I mean, it was like a domino effect, you know, um, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. Um, my twins died. My sister died. My mom died. I found this out. I'm stuck taking care of my, my birth certificate father. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And so I think that, um, some of the people on the outside, like my family members and even some of my friends, I just don't think that they get how deeply this has affected me. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, um, I, I did, um, and I can't for the life of me remember her name and I don't know that she would want me to share it anyway. Um, but one of the members in one of the, you know, um, DNA groups on, on, Facebook, um, I think in writing her thesis asked, you know, if anybody wanted to be interviewed and I of course jumped in and said, yes. Um, and one of the things that she said that stuck out with her, and it's something that I tend to tell a lot of people is, um, I know that my mom was never happy, never fully happy with my, with my father. I know that that was a marriage that was kind of forced to happen. Um, but I do know that she did love Bill. And so if her indiscretion brought her happiness, um, whether it was a one-time deal or it was, you know, a two-month deal, um, or even longer, you know, I have no idea. Um, but if it brought her happiness and I'm the result of that, then I... I can't have, I could not have asked for anything better to come of that than to know that my mom felt happiness, you know, and knew it and was able to provide that kind of love because she was, God, she was such a loving woman. So if she was to provide that to somebody and feel it in return, then I'm okay. I can feel the love you have for your mom. And that's sweet that you're just so happy for her that she, she found moments of happiness. Yeah. You know, um, so many conversations that I had with her as an adult where I would tell her why, you know, why didn't you just leave? You know, and you deserved to be happy. And, you know, one time she said, I, I had happiness. Of course, back then, I didn't know, obviously, what I know now. So I wonder, was she referring to that time frame, you know? Was she talking about your bio dad? Yeah, I mean, I part of me wants to say she absolutely was. Yeah. But I guess I'll, I'll never know. Um, no. Let's see. I've done, you know, the, the mediums I've, um, spent quite a bit of money trying to have some readings. And, um, <clears throat> I had one, um, that actually I didn't even pay for. It was just a, it just a happenstance, you know, 
real good friend of mine. I had no idea that she had this, what she refers to as a gift. And, um, you know, she told me that she had a message for me from my sister and I was in total awe. Um, and again, that probably is a different podcast under totally different circumstances, but this same friend, um, said that she saw somebody with white, white hair, um, as a, you know, guardian angel. And it turns out that, that Bill's, um, father has that white, white, white hair or had. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know that I fully believe, um, maybe it was just me, you know, trying to find answers. Um, but that kind of brought a little bit of peace, you know, because if that's if it's true and that's who it was, then then there's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. My my feelings are all over the place when it comes to that stuff. But um, I'd like to believe that. That they know. Yeah. So, yeah, really. No, I, I totally get that. I And I believe that. Just listening to your story, in your story, you've had a lot of loss these years, a lot of really sad loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have. And I think that it's made me um, a stronger person. I can look back at my mom lost her father when she was very young and her mom, she was she was still very young. I mean, she was 21, I believe, when my grandmother died and 14 when, when my grandfather died. And um, I... I think that it kind of hardened her when it came to death. Like she just couldn't, it was very difficult for her to show any kind of emotion when somebody lost someone. Um, And I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum in that, I mean, my heart just bleeds for, for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. um, Anyway. And I, I, one more thing that I'd like to, to share my aunt, my aunt A that, you know, felt like she needed to spill the beans in the way that she did. So my aunt said that she always knew. She didn't know, but she always knew because my children are very tall. Um, and I was much taller than, you know, my sister and um, my dad's family. And for her, in her mind, that's why she always knew. And yeah, he was, um, Bill was a very tall man. Um, and my sons are very tall. Um, and I put, I did a side by side with my oldest and him and the resemblance is just, wow. Really, really resembles him. Mm. So that is my story. Debbie, if people want to know more about you, how can they do that? So they can reach me um, by email um, and I can spell it. But <laughs> so it's my first initial D, A, L, V as in Victor, I, D, R, E, Z, 678 at gmail.com. And um, Facebook, it's Debbie, D E B I. Last name Alvidrez, A L V I D R E Z. Um, but like I said to you before, maybe um, private message, if anything. Um, I'm also on 
the and the NPE DNA NPE friends. Um, I'm part of the or one of the few that's in their Texas group uh, or this part of Texas anyway. Um, and then there's the after the discovery and an MPE group. I've kind of joined a few of them. Um, sometimes I have to take a step away from from all of that on Facebook when it becomes a little too overwhelming. But, you know, um, I'm there. And I will add all of these groups you mentioned. I will add your email address and your full spelling of your name to the show notes if anyone wants to connect with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for mentioning all of this and for sharing sharing all of your story, bringing all of that up again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. It's um, We need more people like you, you know? We really do. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks again to Debbie for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us. Mm-hmm.